Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Well, hi there. Welcome to You Beauty. This is Mamma Mia's podcast for your face. I'm Kelly McCarran and it's Thursday, which is Spotlight Day. So every Thursday, I take a good old deep dive into something I think that you'll find super interesting in Beautyland. And if you have a suggestion, don't forget to email us at youbeauty at mamamia.com.au. Today, we're going to chat about isotretinoin, which you would have commonly heard referred to as Accutane or Roaccutane. But before we begin, please note that isotretinoin is a Schedule 4 prescription-only medicine. I will simply be explaining the origin and use of the drug, and then I've got some of you to share your experience with taking it. This podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, treatment or services to you or any other individual. So if you're interested in more information, please make an appointment with your healthcare provider. So isotretinoin is a medication primarily used to treat severe acne, which has not responded to other treatments. Please note that it is definitely something that should not be taken lightly. It is only if you haven't responded to the myriad of other treatments that are on the market. It is a retinoid, meaning it's related to vitamin A and should not be taken without a prescription and a consultation with a medical professional who outlines the risks associated with it. The compound 13-cis-retinoic acid was actually first studied in the 1960s in Switzerland by Werner Bollag as a treatment for skin cancer. But experiments in 1971 showed that the compound was likely to be ineffective for cancer, but surprisingly, it could be useful for treating acne. And after another decade of studies and clinical trials, the FDA approved the application in 1982. Now, while medical professionals can't say exactly how the drug works, and we will have a derm speaking about this later, isotretinoin is thought to decrease the amount of oil made by certain glands in your skin. So less oil on your skin gives the acne-causing bacteria less to feed on. It's also thought that isotretinoin helps prevent dead skin cells from clogging the pores, and with fewer clogged pores, bacteria has fewer places to grow. In Australia, isotretinoin may be prescribed only oh gosh, I just sounded like a strict teacher, but it is quite serious, so that's why my teacher voice is on, by or under the supervision of a consultant dermatologist. The dose is tailored to each person and treatments usually last four to five months. It's important that you never take more than prescribed. So that's what I know about the drug, but let's get a derm in to tell you everything else that you need to know. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Sharmila Gunathesan out of O Dermatology. I'm always asked by my patients or clients, what is isotretinoin? Essentially, it's a 13-cis retinoic acid, uh, which is a vitamin A derivative. Our liver actually makes small quantities of isotretinoin and the drug Roaccutane or Accutane as it's commonly known as is actually synthetically made. How does isotretinoin work? Essentially, 
It reduces sebum production. Sebum is this natural oil that we make in our sebaceous glands or oil glands. It causes the oil glands to actually shrink, reduce the sebum production. It actually teaches our cells lining our hair follicle not to drop into the follicle as much, thereby regulating cell turnover and reducing follicular occlusion. As you know, when you've got blocked follicles, you're more prone to getting blackheads. Blackheads then become active pimples. The other important question is, how long do you take it for? The consensus nowadays among dermatologists is for a low dose, something ranging from 5 to 10 milligrams several times a week or every day, but for a longer time than we used to in the past. So essentially, most of my patients are on this for a good six months. The trick sometimes is to be on it for several months, even after the acne has cleared, so that your skin completely recalibrates. Some of the potential side effects... Really, we know it's going to dry out your skin, your lips. Your lips have a lot of sebaceous glands, so they do dry out quickly. I tend to not think of it as a side effect, given it's an intended um, effect, and we know that this will happen to some degree in all of my patients. Other unwanted effects could be sun sensitivity. The main important precaution is with women with childbearing age to not fall pregnant. Essentially, it's dangerous to the fetus if you fall pregnant whilst on it and for a month later. Other common issues can sometimes be initially a bit of a flaring of the acne, some mild tiredness. If you're prone to bloody noses, you want to be careful that you're not picking any dry scabs in your nose in case you bleed a bit more from your nose. The other very rare side effects include the predisposition to depression. There have been some discussion about suicidal ideation going up when you're on the drug, and this is extremely rare. I would say it's probably one in a million, but certainly a side effect that your dermatologist will discuss with you. It's a very effective drug. Most of clients or patients who go on it will have an 80% permanent improvement and done rightly with the right dermatologist navigating that journey. You can essentially cruise through your acne or rosacea treatments without any difficulty. So as I am someone who has suffered from cystic acne and severe cystic acne at different points in my life, you might not believe it now if you looked at me. No, you can probably still see some scarring. I can definitely attest to the psychological scarring that this condition can have on your mental health. I really don't think that it's discussed enough. You know, people are told, oh, why are you worried about your skin? Like there are so many other things to worry about. But given it's something that people see straight away, it really can impact you. And I think that it's great that we do have this option if your acne is severe and you haven't responded to other treatments. Looking back, I really wish that I had had this option. I wish that I'd spoken to my healthcare professional about it more as the prolonged battles I did have with my skin massively impacted my mental health as a younger lass. So while I can't offer my own personal perspective or experience, I decided to ask the UBs and I had such an overwhelming response from people willing to share their experience taking the drug and we're going to share some with you now. Hi, my name's Mel. I was on Rakitane when I was 15 for a year. I was on 
a single tablet a day for the whole year. They couldn't up my dosage because it did mess with my body quite a bit. It skyrocketed my cholesterol, which wasn't great. Aside from that, I had the normal symptoms of like super dry skin, really sensitive to the sun. It made me very weepy, like I would cry out of nowhere, but I wouldn't say I felt like depressed like some people feel. But it did do wonders for my skin. So as, as brutal as it was, it was really the only thing that actually finally made my acne go away. So strong mixed emotions about it. I took Roaccutane in my late teens for a year. I had really severe acne along my jawline and my cheeks and my mouth. It was like the cystic constant. I was getting bullied at school from the boys that I went to school with. I wore a really thick, awful foundation to try and cover it all up, which obviously made things even worse. I tried multiple things, including being on the pill and antibiotics. Eventually my doctor recommended that I take this, which was quite a serious discussion about the side effects and how we will manage and monitor me on this medication. I would definitely say that it saved my skin. It saved my self-esteem. Yes, it had significant side effects of drying skin, lips, sunburn, but if I did not have it, the scarring I would have today would be quite significant. I still have acne scarring, but it's nothing that it would have been if I had not had that medication. I think that in the right cases, it's a godsend, but it is a really serious decision that you need to make. Hey, so Accutane sucks. I was on it as a teenager. I tried the normal route of antibiotics and creams from the doctor and skincare and nothing worked. So I went to a dermatologist and he was like, sweet, we'll put you on Accutane. I can't remember how long I was on it, but it felt like forever. Number one side effect was I was dry. Everything was dry. My skin was flaking off. My hair was dry. My eyes were dry. My lips were really, really dry, cracked bleeding awful and uh, normally prone to cold sores but that got so much worse on the drug it affected my sleeping I would wake up constantly in the night my hair fell out I got very very thin dry brittle disgusting hair my nails went weird my liver took a big hit and I had to go on medication to improve the function cleared up my skin beautifully I had amazing skin loved it, looked amazing, but basically my skin stayed clear for 10 years, it turned to shit again and is worse than it was as a teenager. So if I could go back in time and be offered that drug again, I would 100, 100%, 100% say absolutely not, devil drug. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of You Beauty. Once again, being a Schedule 4 prescription-only medicine, I want to reiterate the seriousness of this drug and to speak to your healthcare professional about the risks associated with it. But given I've seen it pop up quite regularly on the You Beauty Facebook page, I thought it was an interesting subject to spotlight. And on that note, I really want to hear about what you would like us to spotlight. You can email us, call us, slide into our DMs, get on your megaphone when I'm in the grocery store. I'm generally the last found fondling the avocados, trying to find the ripest one. Lee and I will be back tomorrow for Spender Service. And if you don't want to miss an episode, make sure you're following us wherever you get your podcasts. Bye.